At the center of the universe, at the border between the light and the dark, stands Castle Grayskull. For countless ages, the heroes of Grayskull have defended the universe against the forces of evil. Walk through the Hall of Living Pictures and learn the history and mystery of the masters of the universe. Dive deep into the mythology of Eternia, Etheria, and more. For those who know the stories of Grayskull will come to power. The power to be supreme. The power to be all-knowing. The power to be... Legends of Grayskull. Legends of Grayskull, the fan podcast where we discuss the history, the mystery, the magic, and mythology of He-Man, She-Ra, Eternia, Etheria, Primus, Nordor, New Adventures, Old Adventures, Eternia, Etheria, the Evil Horde, the Wicked Snakemen, anything and everything with that <laughs> He-Man, She-Ra, Princess of Power, Masters of the Universe, that Mattel logo on the bottom. I'm Matthew Duch. I'm here with Sean Skavarna. Sean, how are we doing today? I'm working out, apparently. <laughs> I'm turning the, the intro now is turning not from me just being excited to do it. It's more like, oh god, it's a John Travolta video gone wrong. But <laughs> let's get let's get physical. Let's, let's get, get physical, physical, yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited because uh tonight is gonna be a fun night. So it will, it will. We got uh, we got an exciting record to talk about tonight that we sean's been waiting for it ended up being three weeks you had to wait. yeah so. i had to wait three weeks <laughs> uh so do we have any news i my mind's blank uh, how about yours news wise uh the one thing that uh we, we were just talking about this and i'm gonna throw it out there because it's really nice throw is out there we got another review and that Ooh. was really sweet and uh and it's uh, better a certain, than a two star. Oh, it's much better than a two star. So our average is four point five out of five on iTunes as of tonight, which is awesome. And because there was a written review, uh, we know it was a certain Penny Dreadful who wanted to share with us this time, and we want to say thank you very much, Danielle Galera, yes, for Penny you. Dreadful. And, uh, you know, we appreciate all of the feedback that you've been giving us, and you know. It's it's only help. That's awesome. So we appreciate yes. you taking the time to do that. Yes, we appreciate all you listeners, especially those that figure out how to do the reviews. Yes. Uh, and that actually, <laughs> that actually jogged my memory because she just dropped another of the Masters of the Universe Classics wish list videos today, uh, which she's mm-hmm. been turning those out a lot. Uh, today was the Meteorps with special guest host on there, Joe Amato. So, uh, uh, I'll drop a link down <laughs> below. Uh, she's Penny Dreadful the 13th over on YouTube, and she's done a whole series uh, showing Mattel how wrong they are for putting <laughs> classics on hi- hiatus. Uh, I I think you and I are also in that canon with her, oh. in that in that gang with her, because classics Absolutely. is just, why would you do that? This uh, it, It's funny, like, uh, today, um, my son was down here in the basement with me for a bit, 
he's getting really hardcore into his Ninja Turtles. But sure, so sure. when he sees all the classics on my shelves, he goes, Daddy, Daddy, I want to show you who you have. So I have to hold yeah. him. And he goes through and he'll name all the characters. And there's only two he didn't recognize. He didn't know Optic and he didn't know Evil Seed because it was 2000X Evil Seed. But he went through and named them all and he wants to name all the other ones. It's like, you know, like it. it makes me happy. It makes me proud that I'm sharing something that excites him because he just gets so excited. But like, yeah, there's something about this, yeah. the classics. And I know, you know, like people, the fans out there. That, that are like, we don't love it just for classics. We love it because it's the Masters brand and it's the Masters, you know, the, the actual overall Masters. But yeah, uh, if it wasn't for classics, I honestly don't know if I'd be as passionate or involved in this fan base because those really just sunk in. This is what yeah. this is supposed to be. And... uh yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not thrilled. I'm. I'm right there with you, Daniel. <laughs> I do not like that Mattel thought this was a great time to hibernate a line that was amazing, and yep. it and still it, is amazing. It, so, and it could have kept going. They could have just taken it, you know, quarterly, even twice a year. Just do like four figures, eight figures a year, you know, whatever. Crowdfund, Kickstart, however they want to do mm-hmm. it, you know, so that everything Hasbro. They've been turning out a lot of that kind of collector stuff right now with the Hasbro Pulse. You know, mm-hmm. they, Mattel easily could have switched that format, even if they didn't want Super 7 doing that anymore, where they throw it out there, and if it meets its goal, it goes into production. If it doesn't, oh well. And at least that shows mm-hmm. you're still, you're putting it literally in the hands of the fans at that point, more so even than the Maddie Collector days, to show, yeah. hey, do you really want this? If so, here you go. And then they can See, go, you know. The, not, not going down a huge rabbit hole with this, but the one thing that I want to say about how it feels right now to be a fan is it's like, you know, 2000X classics. There was this feeling of just all encompassing, Hey, come along for the ride and enjoy this. It, you yeah. know, like when, when we were, when we loved He-Man, when we were kids, when it ended and we got new adventures, yeah, it didn't work. So it's like 2000X right. was like a welcome home. We, we love, we know why you love this stuff, and here's a reimagining that takes it to another level. Classics was kind of a, we'll meet you right in the middle, and all the stuff that you loved from whichever version you loved, here it is. And we're going to make right. the best version of it possible. And the way that Mattel feels right now to me is they're taking back all of our toys, and they want to <laughs> play with them the way they want to play with them versus versus including the people that loved all the different incarnations in a sense. And I don't mean that in like a, their jerks way, but I just kind of feel left out right now for that reason. So we'll see what happens with this origins deal. I don't know. That's what I was going to say. I'm hoping that there's going to be something for us down the road. Um, I will say to commend them that it is kind of refreshing right now because they are putting out so many different things, which for a long time Mattel was Stoutly against that. They were, it's it's all classics, or it's all 2000X, or it's all this. And I mean, so now we've got, we got two cartoons, the live action movies, supposedly. Uh, you know, DC's still churning out their stuff at least regularly, if not frequently. Uh, you got the Mini Masters coming back out, you got the Mega Constructs, uh, you got the Golden Books that were more filmation-y, like... I don't know. It's just it's 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 
it's nice that they're putting something out there for everybody kind of right now. Like they're throwing all these different things at the wall finally and saying, let's see what sticks. Um, but it's like, okay, so why couldn't we have had a classics in there too? Like out of, you're doing all that, but classics mm-hmm. is the one thing you're like, no. <laughs> yeah. So and, hopefully and they'll even... realize their mistake once origins kind of gets its footing. And then they real, hopefully they'll realize like, Hey, we can still do the adult collector too. Because I, I will not go... I mean, I already bought Skeletor as a hypocrite there. <laughs> I'm sure my kids will get me to pick up some stuff. Um, and like you said, like if you got Skeletor, you kind of have to have He-Man, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I will never go into a line like I have with Classics. And that's not even... Say, I don't even have a lot of Classics comparatively to how many they produced. But just like I... I I, I don't have the energy for it, and I don't have the desire to do it. Like, I, I will never have as many Origins as I have Classics. I can't see any line coming out where I even come close to the amount of characters that I picked up, you know. Yeah, so. I, I'm the same way, and it's like, we, we live in an age where we have you know, the Origins line about to hit, the Imagine X, the, the potential of Imagine X. I heard uh, there was oh, like a rumor right. that that well, could no, be another uh, thing... Play uh, um, the little people. Fisher thing. Price, yes. Fisher Price yeah. announced that they've got a set coming out. Yeah, and people. that's just yes. got unveiled today. Actually, uh, I saw some images just uh, oh, tonight. Oh, they actually released the images. I yeah, you said about uh, having other things for news, and unfortunately, I didn't see that until like literally ten minutes ago or whatever. Yeah, before um, it was just like a text listing. I had not seen actual images myself yet. Yeah, it was just this little uh, image. It had a, it had the version of He Man, Man at Arms, Skeletor, and Beast Man on it. And it's like the little people. It's like you'd expect right. out of that, really. But it's just here's Masters of the Universe guys. But you know, it's 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 a weird thing too for me of like you know this stuff. It, I feel like they're triggering all this stuff, but there's an element of like, but how 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 did it take them thirty years, thirty plus years? To get to this point where it should have been, you know, like stuff maybe that would have been around when we were kids and growing up yeah. having different iterations and all that. So I don't know. It's like Mattel, I feel like I, I almost want to talk to them and go, what, what's up with this? You know, like, <laughs> like, it, like I, I mean, no offense to them and, and, and all that stuff. But I feel like Hasbro is way more they're entrenched in whatever their brand is. And they keep trying to do something new and trying to keep it out there. And I, I feel like Mattel, it's like, if it's not Barbie or Hot Wheels, we don't know if we want to handle this this way or not. And it's like, no, this is still yeah. good stuff. I mean, my, yeah. my son, he lights up seeing this stuff. Obviously, there's something to it, you know? And and I I, I was the same way. I wouldn't be here right now talking to you if I didn't care <laughs> about it from when I was a kid. So Absolutely. Now, but anyway. Uh, real quick note, though, you said your son's getting into Turtles. Uh, will you be picking up any of the Super 7 uh, classics, basically, Turtles? I, unfortunately, uh, through finances, I was not able to jump in on that. And right. on top of that, with him being three, he wants to get into my NECA, the the quarter-scale big oh, yeah. movie Turtles, yeah. the ones that are like, like you, you know, totally a, a foot and a half. Or, and, and every day, Daddy, can I hold those? I'm like, uh-uh. No, I'm like, with how much money daddy put into just this <laughs> shelf, no, because I'm not getting a new one if you drop it by accident, because I know how he gets. And if you get him mad and he's holding something, you might as well figure that's just dead to rights by that point. So, 
No, I I have not been able to get into that, but I do have figures that he loves to play with. And every day we have to have Shredder versus the Turtles down here in the basement. And I give his Turtles some crap, but then at the end of it, I let Michelangelo or Raphael kick my butt. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I'm I'm still afraid of him messing with the classics. I, I, I don't have it in me to go there yet either with the price tag on some of those, but. Sure, we play sure. with the vintage ones. We hit, I got a couple vintage that he loved to play with. So There you go. All right. So that was the long-winded way of saying check out uh, Penny Dreadful's videos. Yes. YouTube. So yes, got some good definitely. ones. Um, Penny, I'm still waiting to see the one on Mulcrum and, uh, <laughs> and Malik, the Wizard of Stone Mountain. So I'm, I'm going to be disappointed if they don't get on the list soon. And we'll just leave it at that. That's a, actually, that's, a, that's a good question. Real quick. Okay, so I just did my... Mulcrum and, and Malik are the two I feel that hasn't really been done yet. Uh, off the top of your head, what are a couple figures you'd really still want to see in classics that haven't really been talked about yet? Oh, uh, right off the top of my head, easily 2000X Prince Adam. I really oh, nice. want 2000X Prince Adam. That one... Yeah, yeah. That one and for she- me is like... I get chills even thinking... I, I want him to be... I don't want the classics buck. I want them to have like the slimmer buck on them and everything. Uh, but that would just, that yes. would make my day just having him and uh, a two pack that I would love if they could do is Tuvar and Badra. I go. really nice. would love to see them. Uh, and then one other honorable mention, and then I promise I'll shut up is I love a 2000 <laughs> X because uh, you can make a 2000 X he man. Where's yeah. a 2000X Skeletor? I feel like I'm incomplete sure, without sure. that guy right and there next to He-Man on the shelf. You can't make him. He needs to be a little slimmer. He, you nope. can't use that regular buck. He's got to have a little more emaciated buck. So Yeah, and and um, more detailing on his boots and some yeah. of that because the boots are very 2000X. And since they did Snake Armor He-Man, it's like I know it can be done. I would love yeah. to see that. Uh, yeah. A lot of the other ones I feel work. For 2000x but that one in particular is like yeah he's his own thing yep. I, I really would love that i agree with all of those those are great options and danielle shunned 2000 prince adam when she did her 2000 uh she did a whole video on 2000x variant or yeah and she she completely left adam out of there <laughs> i think i remember that and i, I was like I was like, I, I think, I'd actually throw it out there is you really need a prince adam because adam the filmation version we, I think we both mentioned it on that video now that I'm thinking back on it. Yeah, (laughs) and I'm trying to think, like, I mean, there's other ones, I'm sure. Even from the original, I mean, they did the original line. So I really can't say anything from the original line where it's like, oh, but even, like, uh, not not going 2006, the massive power demons are ones that I would still love because the mini comics, that Glorm uh, from the mini comic or whatever, the, the... Big guy he man fought man. in the Ram Man issue, you know, stuff like that. I would love that yeah. too. So yeah, I mean, I could go all day. Uh, Negator, the Game Master, the Nerves, like there's we ain't got a long enough show for that. But um, Dragoon. <laughs> so yes. Once again, thank you, Danielle, for that wonderful yes. rating. Even though you shunned 2000X Prince Adam, uh, we still love we will, you. Don't worry. And, and we will understand <laughs> if, for some reason, this episode has a one-star review from Penny. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, yeah she'll go back on and change a review after we release this. She'll be like, okay, one star, you know. Like, one, that'll that's be the end it. Of that. <laughs> We're done. Oh, All boy. right. Let's jump into a record. <laughs> Masters uh. Universe, nineteen eighty-three, Kid Stuff Records, and I actually did find out, uh, thanks to another wonderful member of our community, Joe Amato, that this uh-huh. was also released on a cassette tape. I did not know that it was a, hmm. it was released as a record. It was released as two records. It was this one here. Uh, and then there was the one where it was like the open packaging because the record itself had the picture of He-Man Skeletor on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was a cassette tape as well. And hmm. he actually has the cassette tape, so... Nice. I, I, I feel confident saying that, but there was still never a book produced with this, which astounds me because this whole second part especially is just one big adventure, so... Uh, see, that's the thing. I love that it isn't a book. This is one of those yeah. times... Like um, when I was in my 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 previous job, I I found a whole lot of old radio shows, and I used to love yep. listening to them during my work day. And I'd just be sitting there, and I'd zone out listening to those, and I'd be painting the pictures in my head of what's happening. And this record is such a case in point, especially as a kid. Like it, it interested if you had an interest in Masters and you sat and listened to this. There's no way you weren't sitting there with a big grin on your face and just your head is coming up with these visuals. Yeah. And it's just such uh, – they give it such a lush and verbose uh, narrative. Oh, absolutely. But it, it – and, and not – here we go again. I'm going on a tangent. But when Let's you listen it. to this – when you listen to this record yeah, and you hear the language that's being used, the, the, the writer didn't talk down to kids. The writer actually Ooh. spoke at our level, and I'm not yes. even as good with English compared to the way that this is written. <laughs> and, right. and I'm not trying to be that guy, but like I, I, got, I didn't have the new mini-comic, but you bought no. Skeletor for that. And when I see I what they did there, but then I, I listen to what is here, it's like they treated us so differently when we were kids compared to how they're treating kids now. I, I, that's all, all I can say about that. Because they weren't writing for kids. That's the thing. They were writing. They're writing for themselves. All these guys, especially the greats that we associate with this, with this brand and all the different series, the best guys were the ones that were just like, I'm going to write a story Mm -hmm. and I'm going to keep it family friendly. But that doesn't mean like, fart jokes and mommy daddy like that you know whiny kids you know you can be and i think our our show is another thing that like that like we keep our show family friendly i think we've had a few slip-ups here and there but nothing big Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean we don't tackle mature topics and talk about mature things it's like that's Mm -hmm. what people don't seem to understand nowadays is you you can do both you can you can write a story that you're going to like, and it can still be family friendly. And that's what they did here. That's what they did back in the days. That's what Filmation yeah. did, you know, and that makes the difference. And keeping the earth vernacular out of it. Once again, here, all this early stuff does it. You will never hear a mom. You will never hear a dad. You'll always hear mother and father. And that's that. I know that's not even actually in this at all, because we don't meet the king and queen, as far as I recall, anywhere in here. Mm-mm. Nope. But still, it's it's that's it, that's the best 
that's just the, the uh, example that pops to mind. It's like everything is that kind of formal dialogue. It's not old English with with a lot of yees and yas and everything, but it's it's still a little more formal. It makes them a little more otherworldly, you know. Yeah. So, and yeah. it's a well, great tone. I, I appreciate it so much listening mm-hmm. to this and just going like, when it like when I was a kid, my parents didn't talk down to me. They talked to me like I was just on right. par with them with the language they used. And when I listen to this, and when I go to the old mini, com- I mean, the old mini comics were paragraphs worth of information yeah. with one image from Alfredo Alcala right there. And it's like yeah. those never made me feel stupid. They made my imagination just go wild. Right. And and I'm just like, you know, that's part of why this brand works. And that's. Yeah. Unfortunately, like, I, I don't know the people handling it now. I feel like they, they're they scared of that. I feel like they, there's like a, uh, we don't want to push it too far because we want the kids involved. And it's like, well, when I was a kid, I loved the stuff that would push that because right. that made me feel like, hey, this is something that is just out of my age group. And I want to know more about this. And, right. and my daughter and my, my son are the same way. If, you know, it might not be their age but that makes them more interested in it. So, you know, like that, that's definitely on my review of this. It's such a huge point of this never talks down. It just, it goes for the gold of here is everything in detail of what you need to imagine to make the story work. And it's awesome. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) I, I remember, I remember I would look up words in the dictionary. Like if I, if I was reading and I came across words, I didn't know I, and like my parents weren't around to ask, I would actually go and look up words in the dictionary just to be like, what's this mean? Cause same thing I did. He didn't have to talk down to me. You give me a word. I don't know. I'm going to go find out what it means, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, so once again here, I'm not going to go into big backstory. You know, if you guys want to find out what happened on side one, you should have watched our, uh, episode 14 and a half. Um, there's just no excuse for not watching it. So if you want to know what happened on side one, go watch 14 and a half. Uh, the one thing I will say though is, is, uh, I was doing a little bit of digging, mainly trying to figure out who does, uh, the voices and stuff. Cause this, this record there's not a lot of information out there you know i've I've not come across a full even a partial cast list the Mm. only name i could find with it is that um uh, john Braden, and he wrote and produced it um i think i read somewhere that he possibly narrated it too um don't quote me on that part though but he did he did write and produce it and he uh, he actually uh, passed away in 1987, so he oh not, yeah, um, and he was already older. He was older. I wanted. Oh, I wish I'd. Well, I, I think he was in his like 60s already, 60s or 70s when he did this. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I was just I was trying to track down just any link I could find, and unfortunately, that was another dead end, and you know. It's, it's well, disappointing because uh, I would have loved to talk to him about the process of this and where exactly yeah. it fits in. Because obviously it takes from the helper in Bible, but still not pure formation, but it's still not quite DC miniseries. So it's another one of those, this kind of 83 time frame when you got everyone just kind of coming up with their own thing here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So. Well, based on based on the tone of the narrator, it wouldn't surprise me if that was him if he was an older man, because it really does. I, I said it last episode, and I mean, he, he really does sound like he's an amalgam of Stan Lee meets Vincent Price. And yeah. he's got that, like, cured tone to his voice to make it, like, it, it made me, every time I heard this when I was a kid, it made me think of, like, here's this, here's this grandpa that's sitting by a fire and he wants to tell you the story about the old days, you know? And so it might, I don't know, maybe that really was him. Then yeah. if you're saying he was an older man, I'm giving uh, it to him. And if anyone, yeah, can prove me wrong, <laughs> if anyone can prove me wrong, please do, because I, I've been, and I'm going to continue to look because this, this has kind of piqued my interest here. I'd really love to get, because I think if you uncover this, you can uncover some of those other tapes too, because all, a lot of it was very similar going on mm-hmm. here. Uh, so I had to believe that kid stuff had like a central, even if they weren't exclusively kid stuff, they probably did other stuff too. But I think there was probably at least a, a central cast of players. Um, and I'd love for these guys to get credited. Um, and if I, if I find anything, and I probably should go that route too. I probably should look into some of the other, the Thief of Castle Grayskull and some of the other books that they did uh, records for at this time. Sure. But that's that's a tale for another day. So let's go <laughs> ahead and jump on in here. Let's do it. It is dawn on Eternia. As the morning sun creeps up above the craggy mystic mountains, it spills its warm, life-giving light onto the dark and foggy valleys below. Small, furry creatures stir in their holes. High in the pine trees, great birds stretch their stiff, feathered wings, while other birds, night predators, return home to their lairs in caves and hollow trees. Even the myriad strange plants that line the forest floor respond to the sun in a ballet of movement too slow to be seen by any eye. They unfurl tender new leaves and twist their faces toward the warmth of the rising sun. But this morning, the peace and tranquility of the forest is shattered by a strange intruder. It is He-Man and Battle Cat. <laughs> All through the long night, they have raced on toward Castle Grayskull, determined to reach the castle before Skeletor can begin his attempt to enter the fortress. Battle Cat is fast as the wind, but can they reach the castle in time? Uh, and, and I can see here again why you thought that, that theme was going to be like the filmation theme when the show premiered. Because yeah, here again, He Man gets on Battle Cat. They enter. It goes from that. They keep going back that peaceful do 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 do, and then once they enter, it goes to that to the sunny and yeah. So yeah, honestly, <laughs> it's still a cool. It, 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 it is it is very early 80s. I'm not going to lie. It's very 70s, early 80s, the feel of it. Yeah. But there is something to that where, it, like, anytime he's involved, it does give you that, like, you know, yeah. it, it, the, the He-Man theme on Filmation. There's this. Yes. Now that you're associating it, you, you're just like, yeah, you know, here he comes. Right. And, and uh, that's something that I like about even that narrative is just the idea, you know, you don't know when he set off to do this. You don't know when Man at Arms and yeah. Zor showed up in the last well, uh, 
the, the last episode or the first side, I should say. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they, they but, say they raced uh, all through the long night. So yeah. we've set up Castle Grayskull as far away. It's a little more, a little more grounded in reality than what filmation would come where they're able to zip around hemispheres, you know, at the drop of a hat, you know, they actually mm-hmm. take the time here to go, no, this took him all night, you know, and even Skeletor in a minute here, you find out they camped out last night because it was, you know, too long of a journey. They had to rest up first. So, mm-hmm. um, it's, it, he's taking a little more practical, uh, again, that opening, that opening description of the forest is just awesome. Like who, who, no one writes stuff like that anymore. Like you can just picture all these creatures in the dense forest <laughs> and everyone, you know, the sun's coming up and the birds are stretching and all of a sudden He-Man Battlecat just come racing through, you mm-hmm. know, running for their lives and the lives of the planet. Like, Oh, it, it, it gives so. the urgency to it. And, and that's the thing. Like, I like that it's setting up the, the scene of this is what he's fighting for. Like there's yeah. a beauty to Eternia there. There's a peacefulness that he's he's fighting for, and they set it up there. And you're just you're hearing like here's the daily way of how this would work, but it's done in such a it's done in such a literate way and such a, a a descriptive and beautiful way that you're just sitting there going, I could sit here and listen to about the flowers like <laughs> like he does this so well. The writer did that so well that it's like. I kind of wanted a couple more paragraphs. It made me kind of feel like I'm in a spa <laughs> having a nice relax, you know? Right. I mean, um, and and then when you get He-Man there, it's like, yeah, there's this, like, their urgency, and you're like, yeah, I'm snapped back into it. Let's get this story going and stuff, and that's great. Um, but I, I kind of dig that a lot. There is that placement of, I, you don't know what time it was when uh, Man-at-Arms yeah. showed up, and now here it is, and you, you hear, oh, he went through the whole night, so, like, I... There is that feeling of like, man, he is on a mission, you know, and, right. and it just, you know, steamrolling right into the next thing. So, yeah, let's carry on. Nearby at Skeletor's campsite, everyone is still sleeping. Everyone that is, except Panthor, Skeletor's mammoth black cat. Perhaps it is a scent carried on the morning wind or the sound of the rustling bushes that has awakened the cat's senses. The gigantic animal is anxious and paws at the ground nervously. He smells danger. Soon, Skeletor opens his wicked eyes with a start and looks around. (laughs) (sighs) What is wrong, my good friend, Panthor? Do you smell or hear something that we cannot sense yet? Up, up, you lazy creatures! I have a feeling He-Man is drawing near. We must not let him catch us unprepared. I know that was short, but there's a few things we got to address in that. Um, (laughs) I have a feeling I know one of the things, at least. Two of them, possibly. But yeah, obviously, well, obviously this was um, probably written as they were getting ready to make Panthor. So I them going with a with a black color for him. I mean, I guess it makes sense. I'm assuming that they didn't actually get to see the toy. Um, and when you're presented with, well, this is Skeletor's Panthor, your mind's gonna go black unless you know him. So mm-hmm. you know, I'm good with that. Um, but Skeletor opened his wicked eyes. Um, what eyes would those be? <laughs> 
Uh, I I guess from the way I always t- I didn't know what I thought of when I was a kid because I might have been the same way going he's a skull like how does that yeah. work but the way that I kind of took that now as I've gotten older is it's almost like you have those moments on 2000x where his eyes it, it'll be black in his eye sockets and then all of a sudden the yeah. red starts growing and that's kind of how I viewed it now where it's like okay yeah. the red glows and it shows like oh he's he's awake you know or whatever um uh, that that didn't bother me and the thing with panther like yeah panthers on earth are black and all that stuff yeah. but the thing that i i went to um even with with how that is described it's almost um in the comics when you see the, anybody with black hair like superman for instance or wonder woman mm-hmm. they always have when they have highlights the old comics especially in the 80s and 70s and and further back They'd always give them blue to have like, here's highlight. And it's like, we can't make it, you know, like a certain other code, but it's blue. So I kind of viewed it as maybe the toy was like, well, if you put them in shadow, it would be black, but then the highlights would be purple or something. You know, I just kind of forgave it on that level too. But yeah, I didn't really, I just wanted to talk about it, but, and I kind of figured the same thing. I guess the biggest thing that this does here is that it, 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 uh, it shows that Skeletor does need rest. He does have to sleep, even being mm-hmm. this this demon. And I guess that's the thing. Here, he's more of a demon from another dimension. So, like, this mm-hmm. is just normal for him. Um, yeah. And he, his body still needs rest and everything. Whereas, once we get, like, especially 2000X Skeletor, like, he's pretty much a magical being at that point. He's kept alive mm-hmm. by sorcery. So at that point, I'd say, like, he doesn't need to eat or drink or, you know, sleep. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just kind of the the evolution of Skeletor over the years. But this Mm -hmm. one being the demon, once again here, it took He-Man all night, and Skeletor needed to rest up during that night because it took him maybe even longer to get here from Snake Mountain, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and and that's, like you said, it's the evolution. I kind of... I, I personally like the idea Skeletor doesn't rest. That that to me is scary because it's the yeah. idea of he could do whatever he wants anytime he wants as long as his henchmen are ready to do it versus right. this version, you know, well, if I don't get him between the hours of, say, 10 <laughs> and 7, you know, like, right. I can at least have a nap myself as He-Man, you know, or whatever. And <laughs> so, you know, on that level, there is this, well, I got a, I got a window, <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> Skeletor takes a nap during the day because he wants yeah, to do a midnight raid on Grayskull. Like, exactly. where's Skeletor? Oh, he's sleeping. Don't wake him. He wants to get up at 10 p.m. and and go get Castle Grayskull while He Man's sleeping. You know, Evelyn, I want to be asleep between two and five. If anyone wakes me, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 my dad when he used to have to do overnight installs for yep. work. It was like, don't you dare wake me up. I've got to be up all night. So. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, that that it is kind of like, I don't know, for me, I always even I I guess even as a kid, there was an element of he sleeps. But then with this, I was just like, all right, fine. He sleeps. He's a demon. It is what it is. But but I'm still like the the fact that evil doesn't sleep in my version of Skeletor. Mm -hmm. That for me is a lot more terrifying because, you know, you don't feel like you can ever rest if he's your villain, you know. No, and it it gives him an edge. It's like, okay, he might not be as strong as He-Man, but, like, he's got all the time in the world, you know. Mm -hmm. Exactly. 
Uh, yeah. So we'll play it a little longer this time, guys. We're not going to keep interrupting <laughs> every minute. But here we go. On to Castle Grayskull. Soon, Triclops, Beastman, and Evelyn were awake and nice preparing themselves for battle. As they donned their armor, Skeletor gazed down on Castle Grayskull. Even the gleaming light of the morning sun could not erase the dark and foreboding shadows that clung to the castle walls. Awesome. In the bright sunlight, Skeletor could appreciate the immense size of Castle Grayskull. Its towers reached skyward, and the mammoth stones around its base dwarfed even the huge trees of the forest. From deep within the castle walls, Skeletor thought he could hear a sound. Softly at first, but growing slowly louder. It was a voice. No, not one voice, but rather a chorus of voices speaking as one. The voices sounded anxious, as if they sensed that something dark and horrible was waiting outside the castle walls. The sound grew louder until it reverberated through the valley and rang with a fury in Skeletor's ears. His ears? I yeah. know that sound, <laughs> whispered Skeletor in a low and raspy voice. It is the voice of the Council of Elders, keepers of the wisdom and power. Of course they are nervous. They know I am nearby and that soon all that they possess will belong to me. So sing, you fools. Sing! This is the day I have dreamed of all my life. By sunset, I will be the master of Castle Grayskull. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love it. This is how it should be done. I'm sorry. It's just yeah. like, looking at the box art when, on the original, this is exactly the way that I pictured the environment around there yes. being. It just... You don't want to like that was a huge, a huge reason why I loved this line when I was a kid. It, it was like there's all this crap that's spooky, scary, deadly out there in the darkness, and Gray Skull is like the face of it, and that's yeah. basically what they did in this. And I love that aspect yep. of it. And it, you know, if you if you put anything where there's a little spookiness like that, ooh, even though it's like yeah. okay, it's it, that's what people do when they have their the generic ghost noises. But there's I, I something it was done really well here, actually. Yes. I, I think it's a level above the ooh, like oh, the yeah. way they did like the and, and not not to interrupt you too long here, but I like the well, I love the spirit of Castle Grayskull concept, and I think it can go hand in hand with the sorceress, and I wish they would use it more often. And I never thought about it until this record book, but yes, that is how he should sound. Like he's not he's not speaking with one voice, but this multitude of voices of all mm-hmm. the people who have given their power into Grayskull. Like that is an awesome concept and I want to see that again. Exactly. And here here's the thing that I just thought of. Um in the case of Skeletor, it's like an early warning device or it's it's like a it's a defense mechanism Grayskull has built in that you have the spirit being the ooh, and trying to it's it's like trying to give you that warning of don't come near this place for so many reasons right. and you know in my head that I'm going well what how was it like when Adam discovered Grayskull and in my head I'm thinking those voices were leading him there oh yeah those were the were. ones 
and, and it's like, imagine that story too. Imagine in this canon, imagine the story of how Adam actually got to Grayskull and was given the power sword, you know, like oh, yeah. that would have been amazing just to hear that too. Cause I could, I could picture, you know, he would be there and they'd be making all those noises, but it, to him, it was like, but I have to go here, you know? And, right. and then they would be like, like, you know, Adam, you, you know, you're needed or something. And they have that like spookiness, but it's like, it's almost in service of them. They need him to come to them or whatever. And I, that would be freaking amazing to listen to that story. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you've, uh, you know, we've talked before about, you know, how Adam kind of just knows like when he first picks up the sword to, you know, by the power of Grayskull. And it's like, well, imagine if like all you hear those voices, ooh, and exactly. Then, as he holds a sword, they're like whispering. You're like, by the power of Grayskull. Like, yes. you know, so like they're leading him, you know. That, so. if if they would have done that, even in 2000X, that would have been enough for me to get chills and going like, thank you. Because it, it, I I never liked it. I know we talked about it in the beginning and you're like, well, there's that moment where the, the energy shoots right. to him and all that. But for me, I'm like, I always liked the idea that the sorceress or someone else was the one coaching him to let him know what the deal was there because he'd be this kid that didn't have a clue other than I'm getting yeah. a sword. Okay. And so it, it, like to have this version of it and it, it's spooky, it, it's got yeah. this, like everybody likes to make fun of, you know, well, that's where the good guys headquarters is technically, you know, like that's where the good guy gets <laughs> his power from. And this is one of those perfect examples of, yeah, this is why this is freaking cool, because you would associate that to, yeah, Skeletor should be living there. And I love that he wants to live there. Right. And then all but of they the, don't want him. <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a great dichotomy. It's just here's here's the good guys, but he's dealing with the spooky place. And the, the right. spooky guy wants it, but he's not getting it. And that, oh, <laughs> the, the whole thing of that, from when I was, what, three or four learning about this – it never ever faded how awesome that is in this line. No, it's like the stuff not. that you think should go together, it's not, and that's why it's great. Yeah. You know, absolutely, I completely agree. And, and like I said, the thing is, and that's the beauty is that you can merge some of these aspects. Like that, that glow going up his arm when he first picked up sword in two thousand X could be the spirit, you know, here, sure. and you can you can work it all together, and that's beautiful. Um, real quick here. Not tangent too much, but Skeletor's voice in this, it is, it is so good, but at the same time, it is so generic evil guy. Like, um, I definitely prefer, honestly, at this point in my life, probably, uh, Brian Dobson probably did it the best, to be honest with you, even mm -hmm. though Alan Oppenheimer will always hold a near and dear place in my heart for his portrayal. Um, I really like this voice, but I'm just, I'm not getting as much of a Skeletor from it, whereas it could be like any, you know, any 80s villain, you know, but it is a really good bad guy voice, so mm -hmm. I'm enjoying I, it, but. I, I like this one quite a lot. Um, I, like, growing up with Oppenheimer, it's like, okay, that's the iconic one, and then mm -hmm. Dobson was one where when I heard him for the first few times, I was like, you know, I like that there's an element of home to him yes. using a little bit of that, but then he took it in a way where it's like, 
Oh, he's he's cold blooded though. Like yes, he, he really made it, scene. he made his own. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like if you combined a Dobson and you combined um Frank Langella, this is the yeah. version you get in a sense cuz he has yeah. that sto- I don't want to say stoicness, but he has that that presence that that Langella brought to it where it was, you know, he would be commanding people and barking at them, you know, yeah. in that way. And I really like that compared to Oppenheimer. Like everybody equates it to, oh, it's campy now. And it's like, I want the Skeletor to sound this way and, and like uh, Dobson and, and Langella a lot more. And that's just, it, it's, it, it makes your blood run cold when you hear them snapping orders or barking out things or whatever. Absolutely. Well, let's hear what else he's going to get up to. All right. Skeletor and his friends made their way down the side of the rocky cliff toward the castle. The approach to the castle was hard. The path was old and clogged with thorny vines and bushes. Skeletor slashed at the underbrush with his sword and hacked his way onward. Soon, they reached the entrance to Castle Greyskull. They all gathered around the raised drawbridge, which was caked and crusty with age and gazed up toward the parapets high above. The fortress seemed impenetrable. I have not come this far, only to be stopped by a wall of stone. We must find a way inside this blasted castle. Perhaps I can be of some small assistance, your royal wickedness. Intoned Evelyn in her raspy, bird-like voice. I, too, have many powers. Watch as I demonstrate my amazing skill. Really pay attention to the music in this bird-like eyes grew wild with excitement. (laughs) She closed the cape over her head and grumbled a strange, unintelligible chant. A pale green mist began to form about her. Soon, she was glowing with a putrid light. A foul odor filled the air. When the fetid smoke cleared, Evelyn was gone. In her place, scratching at the ground, was a hideous vulture. It was Screech, the alter ego of Evelyn. The filthy bird had a plan. She would fly up to the top of the castle and see if she could gain entrance through one of the eye socket windows. With a dreadful screeching sound, the repulsive bird flapped its feathered wings and lurched skyward. Now, is it just me, or when she was transforming, was that filmation music? I I couldn't. I couldn't like hear that and go, yeah, it was, uh, with everything going on with the, the rest of the audio in it. Um, and I can't think of what that would have been originally. Yeah. Now it, 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 it sounded very close to me. Is that, that, um, Oh, like, and I'm not good with with singing. I mean, Sean knows. So, but like, <laughs> like whenever they had like that creepy, like, um, I think I think Tila before she encounters a shadow beast in Tila's quest, it's got that kind of like uh, creepy music leading up and kind of like that unknown music. Usually, it would okay. have a wolf howl in it. 
Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I'm curious how close some of this stuff is intertwined. Because mm-hmm. everything else is very much its own thing, but for some reason that, that and maybe it's just my ears, someone, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, um, but yeah, that, that, that part just sounds so filmation to me, then the music, mm-hmm. um, that I, I, I'm, I, it'd just be, it'd be nice to find out exactly how close some of these projects were coordinated mm-hmm. with each other. Um, I, f- but I figured... <laughs> I figured you were going to lead with, so, Evil Lynn, huh? <laughs> well, you know, like I'd, I'd heard about this. I don't think this is the only place she did this, um, because I had heard about it, unless it would just be uh, because of this, you know? Mm-hmm. Look that up right quick here, actually. I can find it here. Yeah, I figured yeah, the I... voice, that would have been the thing that, that triggered you, because... Like oh, even now, yeah. hearing that voice, it's like if you no, look that at the is figure, a bad voice, but <laughs> it, I, and that's the thing. Like I don't, I don't think it's a bad voice. I just, I'm, I'm a little lost at why they went that route with it. It's not what I would have expected. I mean, you know, it's like Skeletor is definitely one of my favorites on this with the voice, just because he is much more uh, grim sounding and, and much more vicious sounding compared to Oppenheimer and stuff. And He-Man has that, like, if anything, he reminds me of 2000X He-Man because, like, uh, John Irwin and the way they wrote him never had that, like, well, foul right. demon kind of thing. And it, it's like, you know, it, it, there was always that vibe, like, when Cam Clark would talk like He-Man, it would be like, <laughs> well, Skeletor, you know, and he'd do that whole thing, and it was very... Uh, you know, there, there'd be, I don't want to say pompous, but there was this, this, you know, like I'm doing my hero moment kind of feel. And that's how it feels oh, to listen to He-Man here. But yeah, for what we, we hear man at arms, yeah. Adam, He-Man and Skeletor so far. It's like all those. Okay. You know, that's fine. That evil Lynn is just like, huh? <laughs> yeah. And and it's, it's, it's very startling when you hear her. Yeah, I mean it's it's a great voice for the peasant woman that's selling bread in the market, but yeah, for an evil sorceress. <laughs> well, and it's, that it's looks, all... and, and for an evil sorceress that looks like Evelyn, like that's you know, I mean, if she was like a, you know, once again here, how much did they see, or did they just yeah. get like, oh, this is the, an evil witch? Okay, so they're well, picturing uh, a an old crusty white haired lady, you know, and yes, and not exactly. Evelyn. So yeah, because that that's. Like if if I I I can't hear anybody other than like uh, you know the filmation or two thousand X Evelyn because there's no way that voice would be coming out of her mouth. It's like no. even even um, Shakoti on uh, on the House of Shakoti, yeah. her voice kind of borders this in a certain way because she had a very shrieky kind of vibe to that, but. Yeah. But the the one part that I think even as a kid it, it mesmerized me is her incantation. Yeah. I love that. I love – I can't understand the words, but you pick up enough of them to go – like when I was a kid, I was like, I bet this could do something if you knew what that meant. Like I bet I bet if you said that, it would do something, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Because yeah. like I, I, even before um, – and, and I'll, I'll give the shout out here right now um, – uh, Steve and Jeremy over at Podcasters, they were the ones that uh, did this back in their early episodes. And um, 
like even before that, there was this, you know, like I, I'd be listening to it when I was a kid and just going like, I, I, that moment stuck in my head. And then when I listened to it on their show, I was like, oh my God, that, that moment still just, it hits yeah. me every time. And it's like, I love that incantation because it just sounds like it's ancient. It sounds, mm -hmm. it sounds like there's a history to those words, even though I'm sure they were like, just mumble <laughs> things, you know? And, yeah. And, the, that's not the only place that they, they also in the golden books, uh, evil and was, able to transform into Screech, so... Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so early on, she was really set up to really be, like, the, the nemesis to the sorceress with them both, you know, once the sorceress came out of the scene, and then she could change into Zor, even though she can't hear, but then Evelyn could transform into Screech here, but then by the time Filmation came around, Evelyn and Screech were two separate things, and it's like... Yeah. You know, it's, it's, just, it's interesting. It's interesting all the 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 lead-ups and everything to where people took these same pieces and put them together in different ways. So Yeah, and I think when I was a kid, I, I really, I, I liked that idea, but, you know, I, I, there's a tendency, like, when you when you have a story told you a certain way, you're like, well, that's how it should be done. Mm -hmm. And, like, when I was a kid, I loved all this stuff, and then once, once Filmation hit, then there was an element of, okay, well, He-Man doesn't need his axe and shield, and we're going to just have it be, you know, this way and Screech is its own thing. And, yeah. and you know, like for me when I was a kid, I, it's like, no, I, before Filmation, it was like, well, that makes sense. Why not? Let's try that <laughs> and see what happens today or whatever. Yep. And I, I, I'm never going to lie. I, I miss the fact that those Falcons and, and obviously, you know, Screech being a, a vulture and stuff. But I, I miss yeah. the fact that those things weren't huge in Filmation. Like the the freaking eagles from lord of the rings coming in you know kind of birds instead you know but eh, it is yeah. what it is i guess <laughs> yep nothing we can do now except <laughs> carry on and see if evelyn can get in through that window let's do it look battle cat do you see what i see there by the castle tower that ugly black bird is circling the parapet trying <laughs> to get inside by the power of sodak I'm sure that is Evelyn, a companion of Skeletor. We must hurry. I just hope we are not too late to save the castle from this foul intruder. E-Man and Battlecat charged onward through the tall bushes. The giant cat leaped high in the air, covering enormous distances with a single bound. Soon, E-Man and Battlecat arrived at a clearing right outside the castle. Unholy heathens! How dare you try and enter Castle Grayskull? Skeletor, you bony coward! Prepare to fight! Well, well. If it isn't He-Man, <laughs> the pure and puny, we have been expecting you, haven't we, my friends? How I have looked forward to this day. Finally. A chance to put your fabled strength to the test. You may be strong, He-Man, but you <laughs> will find you are no match for the great Skeletor. You will perish just as sure as daylight is devoured by the night time and time again. Great one. You are eloquent, mm -hmm. my fiendish enemy. <laughs> you fail to understand the true nature of the universe. 
while it is true that nighttime devours the day, it is doubly true that every morning the sun returns to frighten away the cowardly darkness. Just like the darkness of midnight, you are doomed by time and fate, Skeletor. Darkness has no power here. Be gone! <laughs> we shall soon see who has the power in the universe. Enough talking. I grow impatient with your idle words. It is time to fight. I would prefer not to engage in violence, but I see now that it is the only language you understand. So we will fight. By the power of Castle Grayskull! I, I, I love that. I love them just sitting there trading insults back and forth. Mm-hmm. And not... And not even like 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 base insults. I mean, what was that like? You are eloquent, my fiendish enemy. Yeah. But you fail to understand the true nature of the universe. Like <laughs> <laughs> that part. Damn, got me. he man. That that, uh, that whole experience <laughs> was great. But when he got into that part of it, there was an element of well, you see, Skeletor. If you actually look at the eternal equinox, and he's you know, there's like he almost like broke it down into science, and it's like yeah, <laughs> I just science that. You know, there's this vibe, but. Yeah. But no, like I, I love that when he went eloquent because my God, if there is anything that I could say as as like one of the best positives, it's the eloquence of this entire thing. And yeah. it's, you know, the there the way he the way that Skeletor comes at him with his lines and mm-hmm. it's like I, I almost feel like Skeletor's got the upper hand in how well crafted his his uh yeah. bravado is there you know like i actually mm-hmm. you know i will you know the it, about how night takes over the daylight time and time again yeah. it's like he's kind of got a point you know? <laughs> <laughs> he's not wrong he's and yeah, not wrong here, <laughs> he-man was ready to fight from the get-go and skeletor is the one who started you know uh started throwing the insults around and everything so yeah yeah, no, it's it's awesome. It's it's a great exchange between the two, really setting up how they they're not only the strongest, but they are very smart and just like they are like the alphas of the universe, good and evil. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, mm-hmm. so let's let's get back into the battle. Skeletor jumped up onto the mighty back of Panthor and drew his sharp sword. To battle, Panthor! The enemy is upon us! Attack! Attack! Battlecat roared into action. He reared up on his hind legs and let out a terrifying growl as the two arch enemies charged across the stony ground toward conflict. He-Man had drawn the sword of power and it gleamed in the dazzling sunlight. Soon they were upon each other in battle. The clash and clatter of sword against sword rang out across the battlefield. Cyclops and Beastman stood by and watched in awe as the two giants fought furiously. Down from the sky flew Screech. The savage vulture caught He-Man by surprise and in an instant knocked the sword of power from his hand. In a split second, He-Man was struck with a bolt of energy from the sword of Skeletor and he crashed to the ground in a cloud of dust. 
So, light always triumphs over darkness, does it? We shall soon see about that. You are defeated, He-Man. You are powerless without that sword. And that's the end of the sh of the record, guys. I mean, yeah, He-Man <laughs> got defeated. Uh, Skeletor wins, and th that's it. I mean, hey, great record, right, Sean? Yeah. You'll see the rest in the uh, 1987 Masters of the Universe movie. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's pretty much where it's fit now. Um, like you like you were uh, kind of giving jabs. It's like, well, they're just watching. It's like, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I there's a part of me that feels pretty pretty rough for He-Man because for Christ's sake, you know, like Man at Arms was just there on the first side. You mean he couldn't yeah. come with him? You know, like he yeah, could have used Zor a little backup tired. here. Zor was tired, yes. <laughs> But uh, or or he was yeah. like, well, hey man, you know I go to bed around nine. You know, right. <laughs> like, uh, you're gonna go I all need... night to get the great. I he... need my beauty rest. He's <laughs> probably on his way now. He left around seven in the morning, <laughs> so he should be there early afternoon at the latest. Uh, but yeah, luckily for he man, Beastman and Triclops did just sit there. Otherwise, it could have been over even quicker because that is how you know evil and you know, skewed the battle in the favor of Skeletor there by getting the drop on He-Man. Um, yeah. And I do find it interesting here, not to tangent too far, but he... So, Adam is calling upon the power of Grayskull in this. He does mm -hmm. have the power sword, but then, like, Skeletor saying that Castle Grayskull is, like, old and rusted shut, and, like, the, the path there is, you know, covered with thorns and bushes, and he's got to chop his way through... Um, so even, even, even with Adam still transforming, it's still a very different world as in he really doesn't go to Grayskull much besides to defend it. Like you don't get, you know, you don't even get the feeling that there's a sorceress here or anything. It is, it's kind of the mix of the two. It's, he transforms yeah. to protect it, but it's still just a fortress sitting empty in the evergreen forest, you know? Yeah. So that's there's, a neat there's... relationship. It is, and and there's like there's things about this one that within its own continuity, I would have loved to see the beginning, and even more to what happens after this because, like yeah. you know, it, there is like you said, it, okay, it looks like that the jaw bridge hasn't been lowered in centuries. Probably it was all you know caked with ancient dust and all that they were saying, and the the pathway is un, unclear. So Skeletor's mm -hmm. hacking his way through it with the evil warriors. So it's like okay. Then in this version, was it that, you know, the sorceress met him in the cave, gave him yeah. the the weaponry and the yep. and all that stuff there, and it was in the defense of Skull, and he's right. never even set foot in it, and it's the whole, he doesn't even want that power, it's more he's defending the power, and Skeletor just happens to always want the power or whatever, because exactly. that, that's, that's an interesting take on the, mm -hmm. the already established mini-comics. But then seeing yeah. the story from there, so exactly. No, it's, it's a I, really great premise. So, mm -hmm. and I, I I love the details that they even said there because it it, it reminded me of uh, Sleeping Beauty, uh, mm -hmm. the part where like yeah. the prince is trying to like he he's you know using his sword to chop through all those thorns to get to to get to the castle and everything. And there's that vibe from how this is worded. Where that's how I'm seeing Skeletor and Triclops and everybody there, like cutting through all those thorns, and it, yeah. it, it only is adding to the more sinister nature of how Grayskull should be, you know. And right, like you I really got it. 
you really got to try. No one's just stumbling into Grayskull here. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it is giving and, you and, every opportunity to back away, and you better take it, you know? Exactly. And and that's kind of why I think Triclops and Beastman are the way they are during this fight. I think I, I, they don't really mention those characters past here's the names of his henchmen here. Yeah. But I almost feel like Beastman would probably be a superstitious individual, even though mm-hmm. he's big and he looks like he'd take on an army, depending which version you have. Right. And and Triclops, you know, if if you're going filmation Triclops, yeah, he would have been like, oh, I don't want to go in there, you know, or something. So there's this, we're here in, in you know, support of Skeletor, but we don't want nothing to do with this. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what kind of help He-Man can get. And I know they're, they're talking about something, but I can't remember what it is. Hopefully they'll say it a few times for us. <laughs> He-Man lay on the ground, stunned and silent. Could this really be happening? Could he actually lose the battle to Skeletor? Then he heard the sound, softly at first, like a ringing in his ears, whispering voices. But what were they saying? The Vortex. A what? Vortex. <laughs> Sorry, Say, it again. Say it again. <laughs> On the verge of unconsciousness, He-Man strained to understand the voices. The what was it? <laughs> Vortexes. Mostly they are concentrated in the sands of time desert. But here and there, all over the planet, there are these strange vacuums of empty space. Like tunnels through time, they lead back far into Eternia's history. Anyone who stumbles into one of these holes in time will tumble backward for endless centuries. He-Man knew now what he must do. Still reeling, he shouted to Skeletor. I am down, but I am not defeated. If you want me, you will have to catch me. With pleasure, He-Man. I love the hunt as much as the kill. Come, my friends. Join me on Panthor. We will chase the cowardly He-Man for sport. What fun! <laughs> All right. So Panthor is a stud, first off. Apparently. Um, <laughs> he's going to carry everybody, all four of them. Even the, and I'll give you Evelyn still in Screech form, so a little bit lighter, but, you know, 
Uh, that's still that's still a hefty load. Well, that's it, Panthor's got to be like Battle Lion class then. If you go yeah, by 2000 yeah. X the cartoon, he, he must be <laughs> like here. Here's a train that's coming at you. If it's Panthor, you know. And I did want to apologize. I do. I really do like the spirit of Grayskull's voice in this, but just he says the vortex so many times. It's like <laughs> you just yeah, you gotta just chuckle with it. You, you do, but the one thing I, I was listening to uh, this time around was the effects on that, and yeah. and just the 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 way it all sounds is enough that I'm like, I'm still good with it. Like I know it's a lot, I know it's a huge amount, but there's an element of like, yeah, but I still like the sound effect of that voice. I I feel like they should have done something other than say that. The other thing about that part that gets me is how many times they say it and how long it takes to get their message across. Yeah. It's mind-blowing to me that Skeletor hasn't run He-Man <laughs> through while He-Man's going, wait, what, what? What's going on? And it's like Skeletor's yeah. just like looking at him going, are you going to fight or what? And he's like, wait, wait, wait. I I got to hear something. Hang on. You know, it's like he's interrupting the fight. And then, yeah. you know, the other thing about it is the time vortex idea to me is actually scarier than the idea of quicksand. Yeah. Like, it sounds like you'd fall into quicksand. Oh, you're, you're, you know, you disappear here. It's like, right. I'm just picturing the typical attorney and, you know, there's, mm. there's some father that he's out there trying to like yeah. farm his fields. And then out of nowhere, he's gone because there's a time vortex on their property. Ooh, and it's like, right. Oh crap. You know, like that, <laughs> that's one of those things where it's like, how do you mark this? How do you know where I, I'm picturing yeah. it as there's nothing there. And then out of nowhere, you're like centuries earlier. And you're like, ah, crap. Like, oh, again. Yeah. Well, I will say they did at least playing devil's advocate. They did at least say that, the majority of them are in the sands of time, which is yeah. basically the deserted wasteland. And it does seem like it's kind of rare for it to be here, um, mm -hmm. the way they're talking. And this is what I was talking about. I, I, too, I love this voice. I love the way they did the spirit here with that, that echo and that you just, the feeling of it. And I would take you one further and say maybe the spirit even slows down time, like kind of... You know, like when he's talking to He Man, like for Skeletor, it's like it's like an instant. But like when they're talking to him, it kind of like they make their own time because that was uh -huh. cool how they kind of like slow down and like you know He Man's talking like this and Skeletor's like this, but then they come and we're yeah. talking and you know, kind of um, I can't think of a good word for it, but kind of like they they kind of like freeze time around so that they can have a second to be like, Yo, dude, come on, look, yeah, right over there, see. Vortex. The, cool. That, Take a little breath. You know, come on. Pat the cheeks. Let's go. Wake yeah. up. We got stuff to do. You know. The, um, the, it, I would describe it as it would be Zack Snyder filmmaking because that would be the moment <laughs> where the slow-mo would kick in. Skeletor is on Panthor with everybody and you see it. The, it Panthor's coming, but its strides are getting see, slower. I, <laughs> and I blame you because you said Zach, but I'm going to put it more as Zach Morris uh, oh, movie making here, where it's like, time exactly. out. <laughs> exactly. Wait a minute, guys. Mr. Belding may be onto something here. <laughs> I think Mr. Time Belding in. has a plan. Yeah. Yeah, that, oh, that's man. how I picture it. That's what it is. Zach Morris talking to the audience, 
and uh, then he steps back in. That's that's what I'm picturing there in my mind when the spirit's talking. The the worst thing you could have done to me right now is I'm picturing Zach Morris in a Zack Snyder movie now. So thank you very much for that because the timeout turns into him killing everybody because he's just Zach Morris. <laughs> I'm picturing but it's in Zach. slow motion. <laughs> now I'm picturing Zach Morris in. Uh, He-Man's harness with his furry underwear <laughs> and boots. So, so, like, so that would make Slater, Slater Skeletor, or would Screech be Skeletor? <laughs> I think Slater would have to be a Skeletor. Uh, Screech would probably be the spirit of Grayskull right now. Um, Zack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure didn't he? Uh, I'm pretty sure he appeared kind of like like a ghostly spirit in at least one of the, maybe a dream sequence or something. I get this vague <laughs> I don't by the remember no memory I, I, tickling I, the I, back I, of my head right now. But yes, yes, I'm picturing, Zach, you have to, you have to get him into the time vortex. And then like, Mr. Mr. Belding is probably, uh, probably Beast Man. He's just standing there like, <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> oh, oh, man. That, yeah, oh. yeah. This is it, this is taking it, a wrong turn. Let, that's all I know. Or is it taking a right turn? <laughs> uh, I was never the biggest Saved by the Bell guy, but just the idea of that. And this, like Zach was, yeah, he's he's got the blonde hair. I could I could actually see it. It's just like this is just weird. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get a hold of some of these Photoshop guys we got in our community, and you're going to see some stuff here. <laughs> Oh God! But, Lisa's evil in for for uh, Skeletor and all that. Oh yeah, or, Ke- Kelly's Tila. Uh, <laughs> Jesse would have to be the sorceress. I mean, it actually yeah. works really well. Um, really. <laughs> probably the one thing I would want to do is probably try and get Slater back on the good guy's side, like maybe Ram Man or something. Or Fisto. Yeah, Slater is Fisto. Slater is Fisto and Screech is Orko. Yeah, you yeah. have to have Screech be Orko because you know he would be trying magic tricks all the time to impress. Uh, he, he, yeah, that would be the the first like cross romance too because Orko would be trying to impress Evelyn all the time, and Evelyn <laughs> would be like, "Oh, leave me alone!" You know. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, See, he it's, ca- it's kind of hard tricks. because they say by the bill didn't really have like recurring like villain type character or like nemesis characters, you know, so. I'd have to think on the evil side how you get them, and they'd probably have to be the teachers, right? Like, yeah, I that's the thing. Sense. I don't remember that show beyond those main <sighs> characters anymore. It's been so long since I've yeah. sat through an episode. But uh, <sighs> and honestly, I will say uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put out out there. No, Jeremy, we didn't steal this either because there is an episode of Podcasters where they cast Saved by the Bell using Masters, but it was for Did the bad they really? guys. Are, yeah, are so you we're, kidding me? They this did? is this is a thing, and I'm like, oh dear God, we're we're tra-. like I could just I could just hear Jeremy on the next episode going, I hate them. Like that would be all he, he's just like, I will never plug you guys ever because you guys just keep stealing things from us. It's like this but, didn't happen that way. It was very much unintentional. <laughs> but you know what? Every time he says he hates us, he is plugging us. So I will plug I, it. Continue to whole... hate us. We will be. We're going to be the bad boys of Masters oh, of the Universe podcasts. Like, it's like, it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, we're going to steal that. Yeah, <laughs> what's in your lunch? Give me your lunch. <laughs> Tell you what. Next week. Next week, we're gonna re- we're gonna read Eye of the Storm, and we're gonna we do are. voices. 
I don't know. Just kidding. It, my, that would be poor, terrible. <laughs> my poor kids, if I tried to do the Steve Bashotti uh, elephant <laughs> uh, noise he makes for uh, for snout spot, I think my kids would be up till all hours of the night, scared to death of what's down in the basement at that point. <laughs> so I think awesome. I think I'm gonna call it right there and just go say it by the bells as far as I'm gonna go into what they've already covered, and, then, and that was by accident. That was a happy yeah. quit. I don't even. I have not seen that. I've, I'm jumping around catching up on podcasts. That one I have not come across. So. Oh boy! Let's get back to the action. Hopefully, there's still some people watching. Uh, here we go. Beastman, Triclops, and the Vulture Evelyn boarded Panthor, and the monstrous cat charged oh. after He-Man. He-Man darted back and forth, leaping high under rocks and behind thick bushes. He was amazingly agile of foot, and soon Panthor was dizzy from the constant turning and spinning. Again, He-Man... I, I picture Filmation the He-Man there, like, leaping and jumping and everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Trick him over here into the vortex. But be careful. The vortex will capture No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> He-Man staggered toward the spot where the vortex swirled invisibly. Once he was sure of the exact location, he stood a few feet in front of it and shouted tauntingly to Skeletor. All right, you bag of bones. I'm tired of playing with you. I will tear you limb from limb with my bare hands. <laughs> I await you. Come to me, you coward. The threat infuriated Skeletor. He dug his heels deep into the flanks of Panthor. And with all his helpers, he charged angrily toward He-Man. You die, you fool. You die! Yeah. He-Man stood Didn't his Didn't hear that on much. Behind no. him, he could feel the time vortex swirling into infinity. One false move, and he would tumble backward into the past. And Skeletor would conquer all of Eternia. The mammoth black cat was almost upon him now. He could see the wild glow in Skeletor's eyes. Then, as quickly as a fox, he jumped to one side. Skeletor and his minions were unable to stop or turn. They crashed and burst into the vortex. By all the devils, what is happening? E-Man looked on in wonder as right before his eyes, Skeletor, Panthor, Evelyn, Triclops, and Beastman began to sparkle in the sunlight. They had fallen into the time vortex. Every molecule of their bodies was spinning madly off course and flickering on and off like a firefly. They were growing invisible. Help us! Help us, please! Don't let us die! You will not die, Skeletor. You have been trapped in a time vortex. It will carry you far away from here to another time far in the past. Perhaps, for a while, we here on Eternia will be safe from your tyranny. 
Farewell, Skeletor. Farewell. You may have tricked me this time, but be warned. You have not seen the last of me. I will find my way out of this time trap and return to challenge you again, He-Man. Of that, you may be sure. You have not seen the last of Skeletor. I will have revenge. Revenge! Revenge! I know we're almost to the end, but I just want to talk about that right quick. Um, you mentioned in the middle of that that, you know, you wouldn't hear that in filmation, that uh, die, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, the whole, actually, the whole ending is very filmation-y. Like, there's not, you know, it's He-Man running and jumping and leaping, and at the end is basically just the, just the, the Horde Prime takes a holiday, the ship rams into an asteroid, you know, it's, it's He-Man jumps out of the way, and they slam into a time vortex, you know, so. Yeah. No, it, it has that flavor, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna defend it on that level, because, yeah, it definitely does, and. You know, like, I, I think if there is something about this that I, I wish it would have gone in a different direction, it would be that ending. I kind of would have liked to see He-Man just have to take on everybody at that yeah. ending and, and, and do something along those lines rather than have, for for lack of a better term, the cheat code that yeah. is the time vortex. Because that, to me, even even now, I'm I'm thinking of it going, like, that is still such a weird idea. In in right. like, you know, oh, there's these portals and they're just there, but you're mm-hmm. lucky if you don't find them, you know, and and, and right. so in that way, it's like, all right. And plus, if you if you didn't have that, you wouldn't have five minutes of the of this side of the record being about the vortex yeah. and all that. You could have a little more story to that part then. Um, no, I would have liked to see a more. And the weird thing is, it's like Battle Cat was just—he's just kind of vanished. They never really took him out. Like He Man got knocked off him, and then Battle Cat's like gone. Um, yeah, that was weird. And it's like, why even bring along the other evil warriors? Because they really don't do anything besides stand there. Uh, Beast exactly. Cyclops. So exactly. could have made it yeah. just Skeletor and Evil Lynn, but. Uh, beyond that, the the idea of the time vortex is is kind of weird to me too because. You, know, you say you're sending him to the past. Well, that sounds worse to me. Like, why would you want this evil guy in the past? Um, he could change the future. Right. So. Yeah. You know. It, th- but- it's the, uh, the epi- what's the episode, uh, the filmation one where he, he's got the disc and he's going to try to destroy the, yeah, the place where. The that's not the golden disc. The time corridor, yeah, they, where he's got the disc. It'll mm-hmm. it'll spin faster and faster and grow larger and larger and all right. that. And it's like I'm picturing that so, being how the the sequel to this would be. Then you know, if they yeah, made a like sequel, that, that yeah, it's a it's a weird way to get rid of him here. And that that's been my biggest thing. It's like, why would you want to send him in the past? Like that's the worst thing you can do. It's like, okay, we're gonna be free here, but like. The people 100 years before us, yeah, they're totally going to die. Like, there's no one to protect. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, if they had to do any kind of, like, a thing like they're talking about with the corridor, the the best option, in my opinion, would have been then have something that sends them back to Infinita. Yeah. Because that's where he comes from in this version. Have it like, okay, here's this this vortex or whatever that will actually – it's a a breach between – 
attorney right. and it's a breach between there and that's how he came so yep. they could shoot him back there instead. You right. Know? And then he can still come back and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So, and the other thing too is it must be hellish to imagine your beast man, your triclops in this situation. You're like, <laughs> I just came along for fun or whatever because they're not obviously not participating. They're getting no, their no. participation trophies and that's about We're it on this Riding episode. on Panthor, that's the most <laughs> yeah. they've done this whole time. And, 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 and then they turn into these sparkling versions of themselves yeah. getting thrown into this thing. It's like, imagine just being like, I don't want to deal with this any like I could just see them yeah. going like I'm out I'm done yeah. like, this is too much dude yeah yeah that it, that yeah. that is neat voice effects and and like just effects during that part too where they're starting to disappear and Skeletor's voice gets echoey I love that I love that part of it like mm-hmm. the the actual production and I will say again I'm doubling down on that that, that the spirit of Grayskull kind of stops time because if you notice like all the music cuts out when he's talking. Yeah. There's nothing going on behind him. It's like you got the the you got the fast action music and then like just nothing and he talks. So I'm I'm doubling down on that. That's what I'm it's sticking possible. with. That, it I, makes it work in my head. So and that that whole sequence is that's what to me would be hellish. Like you're stuck in this thing and it's mm-hmm. taking a while, but you know what's about to happen. That to me would be yeah. worse than you know, like it's like I know what I'm I know I'm caught in this thing. I want it right. to be over quick, and then you're having Skeletor have like a monologue that you're like, "Oh right. man, I pity these people right now." That's horrible. Like it's like, it's, it's horrific. Like, kind of like the black hole kind of effect, you know? It's like it's kind of slowly sucking him in. So yeah. All right, let's go ahead and finish this on up. They are in the vortex. They are disappearing, and. The voice of Skeletor faded away to nothing, and then he was gone, lost in the swirling infinity of time. But He-Man knew better than to count his enemy out. If anyone could find his way back from the depths of history, it was the evil Skeletor. And if it wasn't Skeletor, it would be yet another foe. For there is always some selfish soul ready to take up the low road of tyranny. E-Man knew at that moment that the battle would never be truly over. In his heart, he knew that he would struggle all his life against the cowards and bullies who mistake gentleness and concern for weakness and fear. But if there were battles to be fought, he could think of no better cause. It was as old as time itself. All across the infinite universe, thousands of brave men and women were carrying on the struggle against tyranny. He was but one lone soldier in an army of heroes. Together, they were truly masters of of the the universe. universe. We have to center this again. (laughs) It's beautiful. Actually, get stuck in my head every time we do this now. This has been stuck in my head for going on 40 years. <laughs> I love the Lost in Space. Lost in Lost time, 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 time. That just stealthed. <laughs> this is the part where Abba completely came in and overhauled the thing right here. Oh, absolutely. 
dancing queen. Counter people, and it can't be as long as the opening. So, we're, we're, you know, we <laughs> there are no apologies about this. It's If you're on the audio podcast, you got to head over to YouTube right now and just watch this last few minutes. Sean's breaking his down. He's got to throw his phone down in the minute I'm calling him out. <laughs> 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 I missed it, my angle. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> that is the 1983 Kid Stuff record. Wow. That is, that, that is a story. That is... An epic production. I applaud uh, John Braden and everybody who was involved in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I had some gripes. I had some complaints. I had some some nerdy deals with it. But overall, it is it is an amazing record. Good story. Well produced. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's it's a, it was an action packed adventure. It's another introduction, but it ticks all the right boxes. If, the only thing I would say that it really probably needed to do was uh, spend a little bit of time on the secondary characters. I mean, we didn't get Tila at all, even though she's on the cover. Uh, and then, like, Skeletor's lackeys were pretty much just there just so they could throw the names out there. That's probably, mm-hmm. that's probably my biggest complaint about it, is is that, that it wasn't a big battle with all the characters at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I this it's because I grew up with it. The nostalgia is so strong with this thing. I don't remember how many times I even listened to it when I was a kid, but I I know I have walked around my apartment ever since I I've, I've walked around throughout my life and I'd start going and I'm like that's the He-Man record again you know and it, it just it's it once you hear it it just it's a part of you after that and right. you're like oh we, do we have to listen to this yes because everybody should listen to this yeah. but yeah, i i agree like the, the time vortex thing is still one of those like uh, okay you know like i'm not a huge fan of how the the resolution happened in this uh compared to other things the way they wrote this i would have rather seen them just go head to head and just you right. know duke it out and really 
really get like, you know, have them on the ground, just punching the crap out of each other and stuff because mm-hmm. he is not letting them through that jawbridge. And uh, unfortunately we didn't get that, but the descriptiveness, the narration, the writing, the voice acting for the parts that they used with the exception of evil Lynn <laughs> not being that, but, but the actual way that she does that incantation still works for me. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, there's a lot that's on point and there's a lot that is the era that I love the most in here, but you finally get it in a way where it's not just you're reading a mini comic. And that's part of why I love this thing so much. I think. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's, it's, it's a great, and I don't even have the nostalgia. Like I, I heard, I found out about this, you know, uh, I mean, really fat got into it within these past six months, you know, since we've been doing the show and I, I, I'm sure I've heard of it. I know I've seen it in, you know, years past, but I mean, as far as actually like sitting down, listening to it, that was a, what January, December at the earliest, like it's mm-hmm. so, and, and it hits all the right buttons. It's, it's a neat little time capsule here of like what was going on at this time. And, it just, it's just another, like, what if. It's another uh, brain trying to come up with their origin or their mm-hmm. story for He-Man um, as Mattel's mm-hmm. trying to figure out what they're doing. Uh, so it's, it's an important part of history. Um, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Once you get past the... If they just made that opening song shorter, like, seriously, it's like <laughs> eight minutes long. Like, that's just too long this this end one was nice that was a good length there it's like two mm-hmm. minutes it's like okay good um you know what i'm feeling good tonight that was fun i'm gonna go an eight out of ten on this okay yeah i i'm i can't fault you i can't fault you on the <laughs> the opening song i'm I'm not gonna say that i agree a hundred percent because i love it but yeah. I, I won't fault anybody who feels that that's too long because once you get into it going a second time, I remember when I was a kid going, is this going to start or is this all yeah. I get? And then I just have to look at the cover of this record. You know, like it was very like this is they're saying the same. It's not like a second first. They're just repeating themselves again. Um, I mean, the like I said, the, the little elements that I'm not overly thrilled with are – are far eclipsed by the, the stuff that's amazing about this. And uh, it, it's a great, it's a great capturing of this is when they were trying to find their footing. And that's mm-hmm. kind of why I love that element of it. I, I like when things aren't so you're not immersed in the mythology yet. And there's like, there's so many options in that way. And that's what this is. So nine out of 10. There's no way around it for nice. me. I, I the nostalgia nice. is just so strong, and the the little tiny bits like I, I wish he would say by the power of grace, well, I have the power, and he yeah. doesn't. We're still in the beginning of that and everything. Uh, but imagine that, and then having all the other side. It's like it would feel like home almost by that point. You know? Yeah. So yeah, nine out of ten. Nice, nice. So that that's the record. We've done it. All right. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm so that, 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 that whole record just got me so pumped. I'm just like, well, where do we go from here? I want to go fight evil now. So, uh, so you got to have we'll, that theme song. Yeah. Uh, so Sean, do we have anything to wrap up with here? 
Uh, yeah, we do. So um, in the last couple of days, Matt and I have been talking, and we're adding a little something extra to the show uh, starting next week. Um, not. I, I, I do want to say I don't want to reveal the title yet. I'm going to wait until it's ready. So Okay. But um, so this is this is us kind of finding our footing and what's our voice when it comes to a lot of this stuff, because we we like talking about the literature. We like talking about the stories. And what we're going to do is take a look at some of the Masters of the Universe stories out there. And if they are not fan favorites or if we feel they aren't as fleshed out, I guess, or is. Yeah. interesting or as as action-packed or whatever as they could be we're gonna start throwing our own ideas at the wall and seeing what works and you know eventually you know as fans feel free to throw things at us to go hey what about this episode what about this story and we can have a little fun with that yeah. too so starting yeah, next it, episode it's a new feature and we should have a little teaser for you with before the next episode airs um depending on Sean's schedule. But yeah, and, and specifically this is this is the bad stuff. Like this is the this is the stuff that that people ridicule or dismiss, stuff like that. Is this new feature's really gonna focus on that kind of stuff. I'm just gonna yeah. throw it out there. Uh the island is high on my list. Greatest <laughs> show on Eternia. Uh that'll wind up on there. Uh uh was that Mo- uh, Monster on the Mountain, like that you know, leech the master of power suction unleashed. That's the kind of stuff we're talking about here uh, that yeah. we're really going to be focusing on in this new segment. So yeah, I think it's going it, to be a lot of fun. It, it one of one of the things that uh, when we started coming up with the idea of doing the podcast and, and uh, Matt actually said it, I'm like, okay, cool. Was we don't need to review everything because there are no. definitely some things that we just know we're going to be like this is just not working for us or whatever. And the whole episode will be just us right. tearing something apart. And that's not what we're trying to do here. So no. this is us having some fun with an established thing and going, we're not, we're not paid to do this. We're just having a little fun and spitballing. Here's how it could have been better or here's how it could have been more interesting or whatever. So, yep. you know, that's, that's going to be fun for us because we are the, we are the ones that want to talk the stories, the writing, the mythology. I mean, that's that's the intro every episode, the mythology yes. and all that, you know. So uh, that's love, our sweet we love, spot. We love spinning story ideas. We do it all the time behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. We just, we just throw <laughs> concepts back and forth to each other all day long. So it'll be yeah, fun. Facebook so. Messenger is littered with it, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, um, and, and, uh, anything beyond that, I'll just, uh, once again, I got to do it because I love those guys, Steve and Jeremy, <laughs> first off, thank you, uh, with those episodes because, uh, those, those reminded me that this was a thing in my childhood that it's like, I didn't hate it. I just forgot it was there with all the living I've had since that time right. of my life. Um, but yeah, Jeremy. Don't give me crap about the Saved by the Bell. That was just something that just blew out of nowhere tonight. <laughs> so I, those guys, they're going to have it in for us if we meet them yes. at PowerCon. One day and they're going to be like, you, you steal everything. So. Yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring my battle axe. You bring your power sword. 
<laughs> oh, it'll be interesting. Attorney but, uh... and Fight Club. <laughs> Attorney. Uh, so yes. What? We aren't supposed to talk about that. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Nobody talks was, about first rule of attorney and fight club. That. First rule of attorney and fight club. Don't invite Orko. <laughs> I, I will say, I will echo your sentiments there. Thank you, Steve and Jeremy. Uh, it's been a blast catching up on the shows I have. Um, and and it, it was nice to finally get me over the hump to really sit down and look at this. And I will say, guys, uh, give Sean all the crap you want. It's all his fault. He he made me do it. <laughs> uh, and I do. I am going to include a link down below to Podcasters of the Universe. So go check them out. Give them a little love. Uh, another mm-hmm. great show. Uh, I got links down there to Danielle's uh, videos there for her wish list series. Um, and check out Battle Ram blog. That's another one I'm going to put down there. They I he has a nice uh, transcript. He actually. Uh, wrote out the transcript for this record book, so uh, you awesome. can check that out. Um, awesome. And that's where I got the information about John Braden from, because that's that's the most information I could find anywhere. And uh, he's mm. got a lot of great articles over there. If you haven't checked that out ever, uh, he go he goes into the 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 history, mystery, and the origins really deep. Mm-hmm. He'll pull up concept art and like kind of the evolution of the ideas up to final product and. Um, name escapes me off the top of my head which bugs it's me. adam i know his first name's adam i can't think of what his last it's name adam. is but i remembered okay. that it was the whole hey look it's a website run by a guy named adam and it's masters <laughs> of the universe <laughs> I, I i feel bad that i don't remember his last name though unfortunately yeah yeah um, but check it out battleramblog.com there's a link down below uh check all those guys out uh check out our yep. facebook page uh give us a give us a thumbs up Give us a review mm-hmm. on iTunes because Penny's going to tear <laughs> us apart for this one. So yeah. uh, help bolster us up before that. Uh, go ahead, do the like, do the share, subscribe if you could because that'd be great. Um, and yeah. Anything else, Sean? I'm good at this point. So. <laughs> right. so we'll just leave it at until next time. Until next time.